Right guys, well, here we go. We've got the fucking guest back after the many difficulties a few months ago. Uh, so, it's Poltergeist OD, isn't it? That's correct. That's correct, what up? Uh, fuck for that, man, because I, I was like, I had to listen back to the podcast, and I was like, every time I speak about it, I'm like, oh, I've got the guy called Poltergeist, Poltergeist, Poltergeist. I'm like, shit, I'm sure it's actually Poltergeist OD. And I didn't want to say the first thing to say to you, and say it fucking wrong. <laughs> no worries, man. Yeah, I, I like recently changed it to Poltergeist OD just because it's easier to find me online. People were having trouble just like they would just come across the movie searching for me. So, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, obscene, obscene Division was the group I started in, so that's what the OD stands for. Oh, sweet. Is that is it just a way for you to uh, be be found on like Spotify and shit like that then? Yeah, it's just it, it was easier to find me that way. So like I went. At, like as Poltergeist OD on Instagram and Slasher and stuff like that. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll just make it my official name now. Yeah, man. That is cool. I mean, obviously, well, I think it was like four or five months ago uh, when when you come on before and we were plagued with fucking, you know, issues across the pond. As it oh, were. yeah. And, and ever since then, I was always like, I, I talk about you to everyone, not to sound like I'm blowing smoke up your ass or anything, but I'm oh, always thanks, like, man. That's awesome. <laughs> it's because like, I, I know, and we'll get into it as we go through conversations, but I'm a met primarily. I'm a metalhead. I love, me I love slamming brutal death metal. That's my jam at the minute. Bruh. Yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> Yo, like, yeah, like brutal death core and shit. Like mostly I've been listening to like uh brand of sacrifice and, Lorna Shore, Infinite Annihilator, stuff like that. Just, like, disgustingly brutal. Oh, oh Lorna Shore is disgusting, man. Fucking. Oh, those are <laughs> stack. I, I, I was, uh, I think I was a late comer uh, to Lorna Shore because I, I think it went round and I think my wrath saw it on, like, TikTok or whatever it was called. And, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I started listening. And he's done a couple of, like, vocal playthroughs anyway. He's done, the, like, the whole song. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this guy Right, about? like, how does a human being make those sounds? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> sounds and like then, a dying boar. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, man. And everyone's, every time I go online, they're always like, wait for this bit. Or they give you the little timestamp and say, click on this, because this is the bit you want to see. And every time I see it, it's like, fuck, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, um, who's the other guy? Uh, Alex Terrible of Slaughter to Prevail. Yeah, Slaughter to Prevail. They're huge now. Yeah, yeah, man. This guy just blew the fuck up. Yeah, they, they were, they formed from, um, was it Acrania? Over in, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they began, it was members, because obviously Luke Griffin is the vocalist for Acrania. And yeah. I think. His that, vocals are sick, too. Yeah, Luke Griffin's. Big squeals oh. are nasty. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a um, he's got another side project as well. Have you seen it? I think it's called Shush or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 man. Oh god, yeah, I, I actually I, listen to him all the time. I I can't help but get into like different subgenres of metal and stuff. Like when and I love the the weirder, you know, like the more yeah, yeah. obscure. I and, was really into Mathcore in the early two thousands, like Cyapus and Into the Moat and stuff like that. So oh, really? Danza tap extravaganza. Oh shit, man! <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it's, it's crazy because when I try and speak to people about bands and that, and, I, and you probably, well, I don't know over, over there what it's like, but when I speak about like, oh, heavy music, people are like, oh, yeah, like, like Slipknot. And I'm like, oh, no. it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you listen to heavy shit like Slayer? Ah, uh, a little heavier, man. <laughs> oh, no, what's heavier no. than Slayer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like dark death metal stuff like Slipknot? <laughs> Uh, heavy, heavier than that, man. Oh, I can't think of anything heavier than that. Oh dear. <laughs> Nothing against those bands, but yeah, I need to hear like, like I can't do the sounds, but like I gotta hear some guttural, brutal shit where it doesn't even sound like it's a man doing it. Yeah, that's it, man. It's it's, it's fucking. Or the the funniest one we have over in the UK is like when I talk about heavy music and they go, oh, five finger death punch, and I'm like, what? Oh. That. <laughs> You know, like I'm not, I'm not personally a fan, but when people call it like the heaviest stuff they've heard, I'm like, shit, man, you are a I long way out. I mean, like yeah. I, I, I've delved deep into like music, man. Like I, I search for new music all the time. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have the time, or they just don't care enough, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So like, I get it. Like when by the time like, I don't know. By the time most bands that people listen to blew up, I was already listening to like Dying Fetus and Suffocation and stuff like that. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I just like, I missed a lot of the waves, man. Like I never got into the emo music that everybody loves now. Mm, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I missed, I missed a lot of the mainstream waves and I, I don't know. I feel left out, but that's okay. I got my shit I like. It's weird how it goes because it's the same as over here. Like, like exactly like you just said, when everyone was into emo uh, around, oh, I can't even think what year it was. Probably two thousand and well, mid two thousands. I was I was already listening to Cannibal Corpse were like my number one band, and then I was going to like Deicide, uh, Dying Fetus, uh, Suffocation, Self Titled stuff like that, and it's like. I couldn't get into the the emo stuff because it was just too. I, I don't want to sound like ooh, it was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like, that's it. Even when like heavier bands now do like like melodic singing, sometimes I cringe and I'm like, wait a minute, am I that guy? I'm the metal elitist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I do it all the time, man. Like if there's a really like heavy band and they're going fucking hard, and then they have like a melodic chorus, I always like ugh. Yeah, oh, it's like Periphery is the perfect example. Like incredible musicians, amazing all around. But like the clean vocals, like they're beautiful and really well done. But it's like it's just not the kind of stuff that I want to hear when I want to listen to metal. Yeah, yeah, man. You just need it full force, didn't you? If you want to go metal, you want to go fucking hard and heavy. Yeah. You know, well, well, on on that musical note, obviously, why don't you just tell briefly the guys what it is that you do? Because you're not actually a metal artist. Well, you could be, no. I suppose. But you know, it's, it's, what what are you? I'm a horrorcore rapper, which horror is like core. the cringiest thing to ever fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I rap about horror movies like from the perspective of villains, so like Michael Myers. I'm working on a Pinhead one right now. I got a Killer Clowns from Outer Space one I'm working on. I've done, uh... Hey? You're working on Pinhead? Hell yeah, from Hellraiser. I'm, like, almost done writing. I got the beat down and everything. I just got to record it. Oh, sick. That's going to be so good, man. I love Hellraiser. Yeah, it's, it's real, like, uh... 
Like I kind of like I tr- I try to go for the vibe of the movie and my vocal style when I record. Mm. So like when I did the Gremlin song or like the Mars Attack song, it was a little more sillier and like animated in my vocals. Or like when I do Michael Myers or like Chucky or something a little bit more evil. I'll try to like do a little bit more like dark aggression when I rap. So for the pinhead one, it's like, how do I describe it? Like whisper yelly. Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like just evil and dark and like quiet, but still aggressive. Oh, that sounds so far up my street, man. Like I said, since listening to I think my my favorite track by you has got to be Michael because that's the one I always chuck on and I'm like oh yeah. god I'm so fucking angry I love that's it the first uh, the first horror movie villain song that I ever did actually and uh, it's it? still my number one song on all the platforms I can see why man I can see why because yeah. that's it's every like when I talk about you to people I, I'm, I'm like I usually just go I'm I'm lazy as fuck I go on a Spotify and I know the songs, so I just put that one on and show people. But, like, I wonder, how how do you, how did you even get into it? Because as a metal edge myself, I don't know how I'd ever even get into it. Oh, man, I hated rap at first. I was like, D12 is the only good rap group. <laughs> <laughs> I was that kid, like, oh, yeah, Eminem's okay and blah, blah, blah. But my buddies in Obscene Division, Razorwire and Nick Obscene, we met in high school. I don't want to say how long ago. It was a long time ago. But we they used to, like, rap in Matt's garage all the time. And I don't know. I always just kind of, like, hung out with the guys and got drunk. And I never rapped. But one night I was drunk and I started freestyling. And they were like, that was actually pretty dope. I was like, let me write something down. And I wrote a verse. And, oh, man, I can't even remember one line from it now. But <laughs> it was pretty bad. But, like. Back then, it was dope to us, so I was like, you know what, this is pretty fun. Show me some, like, rappers that are more aggressive, like metal, because they knew I was into metal. So they showed me guys like Brother Lynch, Hung, uh, G. Moski. I listened to Tech 9 a lot back in the day. Like, just, like, you know, more aggressive horror-type rap, and yeah, be- yeah. being already a horror movie fan, I just kind of dove right into that. You know, it was it was a... It was an easy transition. Yeah, man. It's because I think you can tell because it's, it's it's pretty fucking angry, isn't it? You know, like you're. Oh, uh, yeah. And I like I'm not an angry person at all. Like I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty wound up sometimes, but for the most part, <laughs> I'm just stoned and happy. You know. <laughs> That's the I best way to Because I get it all out in the music, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, man. It's like, like I say. Every time I show some people, I mean, you've probably had this comparison a lot and if it you know i don't mean to offend but the amount of people i show and they say is that fucking yeah. eminem <laughs> yep <laughs> and i'm like every day dude <laughs> and and I'm it's like, all good. Like, i love eminem and i grew up pretty much like eminem was the only rapper i listened to growing mm-hmm. up until i got introduced to more so like yeah i, I always take it as a compliment Oh yeah, sweet. Because uh, like it's it's almost every single person I show. Like I think maybe it's the song uh, with Michael. Because if I show him like Leatherface and um, other songs, it usually doesn't come up as quick. But as soon as I put that on, it's like fuck. This sounds like Eminem, like his early stuff when he's really angry. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, the shit I like. Yeah, man. And I'm like, no, give this a listen. Give it. Oh, what what is it called? And I love it, man. I love sharing the love when people say, oh, like, yeah, man. Dude, I appreciate that so much. 
If only I had like 10,000 more of you. <laughs> yeah, I saw you post earlier, man, and it made me, made me think again. Like, it's like fucking, I remember being in a band, uh, you know, like very, very small time and, and how hard it is. And people like, they don't, you always get the people who sound, they play the good game of saying, oh, I want to support you. I want to support you. And they just, you feel like, ah, oh, you could do so much more, guys, with <laughs> with a yeah. little bit of effort. And like, dude, it really doesn't take much to support. Like, liking and commenting boosts the algorithm. So, like, if you see your buddy is in a band or your buddy is an artist or a creator of any kind, really, like podcaster, just like hit them with a like and a comment, subscribe, fucking put them on a playlist. It just takes like five seconds to support, and it goes a really, really long way. People don't know how far it goes. Yeah. And yeah, and, that, and that's it. That's 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 what it comes down to, and, and especially merch as well. I mean, I don't know what your situation with merch is, but as soon as the, like bands I've been in have had merch, it's like, dude, buy a fucking shirt, man. We we get you know that helps us financially, and it's a massive boost as well because you're wearing yeah, an advert. Yeah, because like they're supporting you financially, so you get to pay your bills, which means you get more freedom to create, which is what they want anyway. Yeah. And they're out there wearing your brand, promoting you. So, like, I don't know. It's just buying merch is the ultimate way. Coming to a show, supporting in person. Uh, I got a merch line. Uh, I'm about to drop my website with, like, my merch line. This this podcast link will be in it. I have a whole page with every podcast I've ever done. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know when I'm going to be dropping it because there's still a few things, like, with the store that mm. I have to figure out. But once everything's perfected and I've tested a few things, then, yeah, I should have a merch line pretty quick. Is it going to be international, though? So can people over here get, get you stuff as definitely, well? Definitely, yeah. All over Sweet. the world. Sweet, man. Yeah, that's good. Well, I was going to say, like, um, in terms of uh, Poltergeist OD, is it is it something that's just in the studio or is it something that you have or are planning to ever take live? Oh, I've done lots of live shows, man. I've opened for Tech Nine, Twisted. What? Uh, Why can't I find yeah. this anywhere, man? I've been trying to find it. I was like, "Why the fuck can't I find it?" Oh, like live videos and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, I don't have much like per- for performance videos, but I do have a few people I could probably hit up, and maybe I'll just like do like a YouTube compilation of like live performances one day. Yeah, man. Just for- <laughs> yeah. Cause like, dude, I'm I'm hype as fuck on stage. By the time I get off stage, I need water immediately. <laughs> like, I'm I'm drenched in sweat. I'm like, you, my shirt's sticking to my chest. Like, I'm I'm up there. The only thing I can do is a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, if I got a wireless mic, you're guaranteed I'm gonna be in the crowd moshing and rapping. Oh man, that sounds fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah, man, I put everything into my live performance. It's so fun. So, did you ever do? Um, did you ever do anything in the metal scene? Like, obviously, being a metalhead, did you ever play in like bands or vocal vocals in a band? I played guitar for like nineteen years. Shit. So, like, <laughs> yeah, man, I used I play like metal and shit on guitar all the time. Like, one of my favorite bands to play is Opeth. Uh, oh. Between the Barry to me, I love them. Um, but yeah, I never like really got into a band. Like back in high school, I used to jam with a few guys, but once I got into rap, I kind of just went full, you know, dove in head first into that. So, but I still do pick up the guitar every now and then. I have like three guitars. I have an Ibanez Zypho. It's a 
Muhammad from Necrophagist, his yeah, uh, his signature guitar. Damn, I've never actually seen one in real life. I've never actually seen oh, one, man. Fucking beautiful, <laughs> man. It's chameleon painted, so like in different lighting, it's different colors. Oh my god, it's just a oh. work of art. Oh god, I I've been I've been playing guitar just a bit, well, a bit shorter than now, like uh, probably seventeen years. And I'm the same, man. I, I haven't had a, I haven't bought a new guitar for ages, and I just love it. I love that fucking like. Oh, I'm gonna buy a new guitar, and then when it turns up, and it's like, oh. Yeah. I wanted to buy it for so long because I love bands that sound like that, with just that low fucking. I wanted to buy one of those so bad, but I just, I, I feel like if I spend the money on it now, I'm not gonna play it as much, and I'm just gonna waste the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with me. I'm really into. I come away from guitar and I went on to bass um, because I was filling in for a band uh, doing okay, bass. Not and then I got into fretless bass majorly, oh, and I was like, good. "Yeah," and I was like, "This is awesome." And then I started listening to First Fragment, Beyond Creation, Arch Fire. Yeah, and I was like, "This is this is fucking sick," and then like. Now, I've come away from it, and I don't really do much musically, but I still look at guitars and get that, like, I really I really want another fretless bass, but then it's like, it's just going to sit there and do fuck all, man. And it's, that's, you know, that's not cool. I do want to do a metal project, though. Like, if any metal band is out there listening, send me an instrumental, and let's fucking do a horrorcore, brutal metal rap track. <laughs> Definitely open to it. My buddy does, like, pig squeals and gutturals. I'll get some fucking heinous vocals on there. Oh, God. Uh, it's it's so cool, man. And like, uh, it's really weird when I try and explain to people, like, what you do with the uh, with Poltergeist OD. And, I, and I'm like, he's a metalhead, though. You know, he's a, he's a metalhead. And they're like, no, no, he sounds like Eminem. And I was like, look, I know. It's but like just... if Eminem <laughs> grew up listening to fucking brutal death metal. Yeah. <laughs> that's right so like uh, what, what another thing I was going to say is in terms of um, some people might not really care but I'm going to ask because I care do you write all your own music instrumentals as well or, or are they just like or, or are they stop oh, all my instrumentals uh, Squid Beats shout out Squid Beats S-Q-U-I-B-B uh, he makes all my instrumentals now. Um, I go through another guy sometimes, Mock Beats, M-O-K-B-E-A-T-Z. Look them both up. They're both phenomenal producers. But, no, I don't make my own beats just because uh, I don't want to take away from the creativity of what I'm going to do with the lyrics, right? Because when yeah. you hear a beat, like when you're a, when you're a rapper and you write that much, because I'm writing every day, when you hear that beat and something clicks in your brain, you can flow so well and you can just get into that zone. And I feel like if I make the beat and I've been listening to it for like, you know, a week or a month or however long it takes to make it, it's going to be in my head so much that I'm not going to have that new spark for, for the lyrics, you know? So, and same with like mixing and mastering. I leave that all to somebody else. I go through Sonic S O N I K hip hop, uh, Edmonton, Alberta. He's an amazing producer as well. I go through him because uh, just having as many ears on the track as possible is is good. It, it helps. I learned that from a producer when I first started recording. I used to, like, pay for studio time and everything before I got my own mic and everything. But, uh, cool. yeah, he told me, like, 
get your shit mixed and mastered by somebody else, get your beats made by somebody else. Cause like the more people involved, the more creativity there's going to be poured into it, you know? Mm. Cause like, yeah. you don't want, you don't want to listen to your own song like 25 times in a row and then miss out on an idea that somebody else might've had hearing one part. Like, Oh, what if it sounded like this? Cause like, you just already have it in your head, right? A certain way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's cool, like that you take that approach on it because I've been the same. Where I've been in the recording studio and I've wrote guitar parts, and then you listen to it, you know, you record it, and then I'm sitting there while the guy's mixing and mastering it, and I'm just like, oh, I don't like that shit. And then when it's got the final master and it all gets mixed together, I just so I have that super critical ear. And I think, shit, I need to just step away from it and then listen to the finished product because, you know, it's it's so much better that way. And it's the same with... No, go on. Yeah, it's it's the same. Sorry sorry to cut you up, but it's the same as if I was trying to make a beat. I I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't even be able to come up with it because I would constantly be so critical and going, oh, is that too bassy or is that not enough bass? Is that this? And I can see how that can detract from a creative point of view like yourself. If you're going to write the lyrics and you're going to sing about it and rap over the top of, of it, if you've already put all the effort into the beat, you're going to, you know, you're already pre-invested as such. Whereas if you just get it and it's like, fuck, this is awesome. Like you say, you're going to flow better. Like you listen to any rapper who can freestyle and you put on the right beat, that guy will go for an hour straight. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just hear something that you feel and you get into the zone. Like, dude, Squib sent me a package. I got like five beats from him on my laptop. And the first time I heard one of them, I wrote a whole fucking song in one sitting. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's it just it hits you like that, you know, and you just get into the zone and you just know what to say. You know exactly where you want to go with it. It's like the song's already written and you just need to write it down. Yeah. So, so is that like when when you're writing so if you've got the beat and you're going to write to it do you physically write it down or do you just record on like a dictaphone or something or do you actually just fucking record it straight up oh no i write everything down i'm a i, I i'm not much of a freestyler like i'll i'll drunk freestyle <laughs> but uh, i'm not good at it i uh i'm a i'm a writer so like everything is like 100 percent well thought out well hopefully well thought out <laughs> but I do put a lot of I do put a lot of effort into my lyrics. Oh, oh I think that fucking shows, man. I think uh, the funniest thing was uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a bit of a story from I think it was yesterday or the day before. And there's a guy I work with, Baz. He's a you know really good guy, and he's listened to the podcast from fucking the beginning episode all the way through. And I said, oh, I've got Poltergeist OD coming back on. And everyone always goes, oh, is that the guy who had the technical issues? I'm like, yes, fucking hell, stop. <laughs> Fuck <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Stop remembering. That's it, man. And I was like, no, he's coming. He's coming back on. And it's like, oh yeah. So I've never listened to him. So you put him on. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then today, I'm sure it was today. And he said about that he showed his wife. And he was like, look, listen to this. What do you think? And because we're silly English people, we all say the same thing. Oh, that sounds like Eminem. However, the next part, she was listed. Carried on. She went, oh no, 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 turn that off. Turn that off. I don't want to listen to it. Because of the lyrics, man. Because of, yeah, that's it. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I love that. I don't recommend my music to everybody, 
Like, I know there's those guys who are like, if you don't like it, then fuck you. But I'm not like that at all. Like, I really do understand why somebody wouldn't like my music, but I don't make it for them, so. Yeah, that, well, that's it. That, the attitude of, like, you know, if you don't like it, fuck you. Is, you know, it's okay, but it's a little bit like. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, that's totally okay. I'm sure if I wasn't, you know, who I am, I wouldn't like it either. It's just. I grew up listening to more aggressive music, so I vibe with aggressive music. So I don't know. And unless it's unless it's you after a couple of beers or so, and you're talking about chicken wings, then you're going to tell people to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, God, I totally was... forgot about that night until you messaged me. <laughs> it, it was really weird because like I get a load of people come up and it's like just for everyone who's not paying attention or won't even know what I'm talking about uh, Instagram has lives at the top where people can go live and you know basically be themselves live and uh, the other day I don't think what day it was and I was just sitting there at home and I saw oh Poker Guys OD he's live and I was like oh let's see what he's doing see if he's doing a little rap or whatnot. oh no no <laughs> <laughs> It was a it was a a, a rage filled rant about chicken wings or something, and you I think you're saying if you don't like chicken wings, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. unfriend me, and I was like shit. Yeah. Here we unfriend go. Unfriend me if you don't like chicken wings. I remember that part now that you talk about it. Yeah. Oh, well, to be fair, that is a good statement. Wings that night. <laughs> oh, I can't I can't remember what you was drinking. It was it was something, and I was like, oh man, I'd love to be that passionate about food. Yeah. Oh man, you should see me in front of a pizza. Oh really? We start oh. shooting motherfuckers up. Oh, and chocolate, dude. Holy fuck, man. I don't know what it is, but I make sex sounds when I eat chocolate. It's so good. Really? Oh man, I don't know. I just I'm a big fucking chocolate fan. Oh god, don't come over here. There's too much fucking chocolate over here. Fucking hell. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yo, guys, you guys have my favorite ty- style of rap. Oh really? What's that? You guys over there, like you ever listen to guys like uh like Dirty Dyke or like the Four Owls? Uh those those guys like they just have this more aggressive early two thousands, late nineties style of rap, and I feel like we got over it over here, but you guys didn't and I fucking I just wanna move there. <laughs> oh shit, I've never I've never heard of it, Dirty Dyke. Uh like I say, I'm not really the the rapper type guy. What 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 sort of style is it? Uh, it's just like it's kind of like what I do, but like not not about horror so no. much. Like, but it's still like aggressive and punchy, clever, and like just in your face. And like, I I just feel like a lot of rappers like it's lost on our culture over here. Mm. Everybody wants to hear Drake now. Yeah, oh man. And don't get me wrong, like, I, 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 I'm not a fan of, of Drake, really, but when I did. He's a super talented guy, it's just not my style of music, so. Yeah, that's it. And, and people get so defensive about their music type as well, don't they? Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I think because I'm into such a heavy niche of music, when people say they don't like it, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But it doesn't, they're fine. Go and find something else to listen I get to. It. Yeah. But, but fuck, some people, they're like, oh, do you like, um, say the band Kiss, for example, or, or ACDC. I like, I like ACDC, but they, you say a band, you go, no, they're not really my cup of tea. They're like, what? How could yeah, you they, fucking they, not like them? Yeah, they're for not liking exactly what they like. 
That's like, uh, food is the same, man. Like, I don't really like onions and I get shit on all the time. It's not like I hate onions and I won't eat them. It's just, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not big into them and people hate that. They hate hearing it. They're like, onions are in everything. I'm like, yeah, I know. I still eat it. What are you, onion racist? Yeah. God. Pineapple on pizza? Get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking monster. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I'm glad it's not the... People have this mentality where, like, if you don't like all the same shit I like, then fuck you. And it's just a weird way to think, because, like, isn't everybody different? It's good to be different, man. It makes us, it makes it interesting. If everyone was the same, it'd be fucking boring. Yeah, it would suck. Uh, There'd be no art. Yeah, that, that's it. It's a, you know, and that's obviously what music is as well. You know, and that's why we get the... Uh, you know, when, when people go so culty over certain types of music or art or any type of artistic medium it's just like what and especially like podcasts as well it's like do you listen to this podcast no oh, why the fuck don't you listen to it because I don't fucking want to that's all yeah. I listen to something else man there's so many there's only so many hours in my day I can't listen to every piece of music ever made every piece of art you know chill the fuck out you live yeah, longer Lives too, right? Like, as an artist, like, I understand, like, uh, if I message somebody, like, let's say I drop a new track and I'll message all my friends and be like, yo, I just dropped this, you want to check it out? If they don't get back to me right away, I'm not going to get pissed at them or unfriend them or something. Like, people are busy. <laughs> people have lives. Plus, like, it's, it's a privilege to just even put the song out for people to hear, you know? Like, we live in a world where I can just go online and upload a track. I don't have to go sell tapes out of my fucking trunk now. Yeah. So, like, we live in a really fast world, and it's totally understandable how somebody can skip over you for a second. It doesn't mean that they don't appreciate you or they don't like you or something. It's just everything is everywhere all the time. Yeah, that's it, man. And and you know, if they come to you eventually, then that's they're still coming to you. You know, it's yeah. it, does, it doesn't have to be so instantaneous. Well, I appreciate the fuck out of anybody who listens to me. Seriously, if anybody listening, if you're a fan of me, thank you so much. There we go. There you heard it now. <laughs> yeah, straight from the monster's lips. <laughs> that's it. And, unless they listen to it and go, oh, I don't want to fucking listen to him anymore. Then fuck you yeah. guys. <laughs> this guy listens to Diabetes. That sounds fucked. Yeah, Diabetes. Oh, what a monster. He likes that shit. Ugh. Yeah. I don't even oh. know why. Like, man, I got into horror movies when I was like six years old. My, me and my dad watched uh, It by Stephen King. Oh, and, awesome film. Oh, fuck yeah. And <laughs> it just, I vibed with it hard and like, now I own thousands of movies. I watch them all the time. I write about them. Horror is my life now, and I'm not a fucked up person. I'm not a psychopath. I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to, you know, get stoned and watch a movie. Maybe spit a couple bars, you know? That sounds a bit like a legal disclaimer there. I don't, I'm not crazy. I don't want to kill anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> That's exactly what a crazy person would say. That's it. It's exactly what a crazy motherfucker who's going to come off this podcast and go stab some motherfuckers outside is going to say. Yeah, I'm scraping yeah. the I'm scraping the the serial number off a gun right now. <laughs> well, it could be anything over there. We're not. You're yeah. like oh, crazy bastards. So, like, uh, 
<laughs> what 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 for you would you say is the hardest part of being Poltergeist OD? Is there a hard part, or is it all just you know some flowers? And... The hardest part is knowing how to react when somebody is really into your shit. Oh right, like because like I I I have real fans. Like it still feels weird for me to say that I have a fan base because like I'm just some dude doing my thing, you know, like. The fact that there's so many people, like thousands of people out there who vibe with my shit, listen to me every day. Like I was just checking my records. There hasn't been a day in years where people didn't stream my music. And that, that feels really good, but I don't know how to react to it. Like all I, all I do is go like, thank you. Thank you for supporting or, you know, like I appreciate that, but I want to say more and I want to do more, but like, man, it's just like, I feel so awkward about it. The, what, why, why, why do you think you feel awkward about it though, dude? Is it because like <sighs> I really don't know. I'm just not that like I'm not like a real cocky type of guy, so mm. it's 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 weird to be in the spotlight when I I just feel like such a normal dude. Like people recognize me here in Edmonton. Like I was just at a Seven Eleven, and this dude comes up to me. He's like, "Yo, Poltergeist," and he like he asked for an autograph and everything. And I was like, "This is oh, fucking shit. crazy." Oh, that must feel awesome, man. Yeah, man, I was just buying some taquitos. <laughs> and you made his day. Fuck yeah. He made my day. That was that was crazy. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's fucking sweet. I mean, I know the, the kind of feeling, because when I used to play in a band and people used to come up and be like, oh, that was so fucking cool, man. And, and was, oh, yeah, cheers. Thanks yeah, very yeah. much. You just don't know yeah. if you... You kind of shut down. You're like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> like in your head, you're like, oh, I fucked up like five things. They don't see yeah. that. They don't see the mistakes. Like I could, I could mess up a bar here and there, freestyle my way out of it, and then people don't even know the difference, right? But you do, so yeah. you feel like your performance was shit, and all they they just had fun, right? So, like, dude, oh, I'll do a show, and people will come up to me, and like. Yo, yo, that was awesome. That was tight. Blah blah blah. Let me spit to you, and I'll sit there and like listen to their bars and vibe with them and everything like that. But like, I know a lot of rappers will get pissed about that. Really? Like, if you come up to them and like try to vibe with them after the show, like they just treat you like a fucking like a little fanboy bitch, you know? And I, I just I can't do that, man. Everybody's my friend at a show. If you came out, that's you. We're hanging out. Yeah, fun man. That's that's it's a weird mentality to have, but it's exactly I know exactly what you mean with that because I can only speak for the metal uh, community. But I've been to see bands and I go up to bands and I fanboyed up to bands and, and you you know they kind of fob you off like you're this like you know unworthy person. It's like dude, I fucking yeah, yeah. paid to come see you, man. You know I'm just trying to show you love because I think man, I got that vibe from Behemoth. Really. Yeah, we were doing a signing. It was like right before, right before the show started. They were doing a signing at a guitar shop. I went up to him and I, I don't even remember what I said to him, but I was like trying to be nice and you know trying to ask a question. And he, they just stood there with their fucking arms folded, staring at me like I was a bitch. And I was like, okay, man, thanks. Ah, uh, was it not like a artistic kind of like we're just trying to look mean, or was it? No, they just... weren't in makeup or anything. They weren't like in character. Oh fuck's sake, man! Yeah. I fucking love Behemoth as well. 
think they just maybe didn't want to be there. Like I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, right? So like these bands who tour the world, they probably don't give a shit about my fucking town. So well, they I don't know. Whatever. Be. It's just a bad vibe. And you know what, man? I stopped listening to their music because of it. So treat your fans well. Yeah, man. I, I've, I, I would as well. I would literally just check and them I've, in. And I've started listening to bands more because I met them. Like Veil of Maya, Job for a Cowboy, The Contortionist, all awesome bands that I've met. We all hung out after the show. We had some beers, and everybody was super fucking nice. And you know what? I supported the shit out of them. Still do. Yeah, absolutely. There was um, me, Aaron, uh, my ex-wife, and my sister went to a Hate Eternal show in London. Oh, yeah. And and this was going back 2008, I think, and obviously met Eric Ruin. And I love Eric Ruin, man. He was like the guitar god to me. And he was literally just walking around, just drinking his beer. And I thought, fuck. I was only like 18. And I, and I had an Iron Bird. I had Peter Rich Iron Bird. I was literally like, I want to be just like you, man. And I was like, I'm going to go and fucking say hi. And I went up to him and was just like, uh... Uh, hi and he's like hey man hey how you doing i was like oh shit and he you know had a picture with me and we was chatting and aaron ended up taking the piss out of him because he's got a massive forehead saying he looks better in real life than he does in pictures and eric loves it and it was all just having a laugh and from that day i was like wow do you know what every time i see hate eternal or now cannibal corpse because he's in with them it's like i want to support him like you said man because Yeah, you want to buy the merch. You want to listen to the music, like, because they're dope guys. Like, I smoked a blunt with the with the guys in the Black Dahlia Murder, and holy shit, man! Even to this point, I still listen to the music almost every day. And I have like, I'm I have shirts hung from my ceiling right now in my basement. I'm looking at like three Black Dahlia Murder shirts right now. So, yeah, be nice to your fans. It really, really pays. Yeah, man, and it makes people's day as well, doesn't it? Like, you know, when you have a good experience with a band. You're, you're yeah, like, you remember that show forever. Like, like man, uh, I don't know if you guys got uh, Summer Slaughter tour, but it was like a tech death tour that we got here in North America. And some of the best times of my life, man, every band I met was super cool. Oh, really? Yeah, man. What? Oh, yeah, we do have Summer Slaughter. I'm just trying to think. I just uh, had a Google. Had a Google. Um... Yeah, it was like Origin, Necrophagist, uh, who else? Carnifex, no, I think. I've got one here, Origin, Decrepit Birth, uh, yeah. Goat Whore. I don't know if that is that. The Faceless. Yep, I was, was at that show. Oh, really? oh, shit, there's one here. Fucking Beyond Creation, After the Burial, Obscura, Bald of Osiris, Vile of Maya, uh, Cattle Decapitation. Shit, man, these are... Yeah, man. And everybody was sick. I didn't. I didn't get to meet cattle decapitation, but there was a there was a dude who lit his fucking shirt on fire in the crowd and just swinging it around in the middle of a mosh pit. What? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a crazy show. I, oh my god! I just seen an old lineup uh, for 2016. It was Cannibal Corpse, Nile, Suffocation, Carnifex, Slaughter to Prevail, and Ingested. And after the burial, <laughs> Ingested is so sick. I met after the burial oh. too. Really nice. I oh, told the guitar player it looks exactly like Dexter Morgan. <laughs> like Michael C. Hall. He fucking. Oh man, he looks so similar. I don't know how he looks now. I haven't like seen a picture of the guys in a while, but back then he definitely did. 
Yeah, man. Ingested, uh, we've, oh, I actually played with them a couple of times. Uh, the band really? Ingested. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Way, that's sick. Yeah, straight up. The, I've got, I've got two bands. Uh, well, I had two bands, one with Aaron and I've got a side project that I haven't actually, um, put out there yet. And Sam Yates, the guitarist who has now left Ingested, made both my logos. Um, they Holy did all. Yeah, Lynn Jeffs used to, uh, Lynn Jeffs did all of my MySpace profiles back in the day. Um, and yeah, I, we played with them. We traveled up to Manchester and played with them. Um, yeah. What band? Uh, well, there was a band me and Anne with Victim Identified. It was just us two with a drum machine. It was like really crazy. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link of what it is. Yeah, man. yeah. Dude, I'll check that. Oh. It, it is crazy because there was a whole thing over here of, um, like it was UK DM, so it's United Kingdom death metal, and there was a collective of bands who all supported each other, all did these big shows, and they're all underground bands. Like bands like uh, Cerebral Bore were in it, Crepitation, uh, um, and yeah, so people who had just started off and people like Ingested were obviously higher up the bill as such, but everyone supported each other, and they all did these underground shows, and we played these underground shows. And it's so fucking crazy that the fact that I've been playing these shows with these guys and I'm like inside. There's a venue up in Manchester called Satan's Hollow and it is, it's a circle stage. So the stage is in the middle and the crowd stand around you. So yeah, so the band can't actually escape. They're actually all just to get, to get out of the stage as such, you have to walk through these gates. So all the fans are around you and there's a fucking great devil in the corner and it's so fucking loud. It's such a cool place. And, it's really weird, like, when I've been to, like, bigger venues, like Underworld, and I see the, uh, all the stuff that Ingested are doing, it's like, I was fucking there, like, in 2007, 2008, when they were playing in front I of, like... I recently discovered those guys, like, maybe two, three years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty new, I'm pretty new Ingested fan, but I really do like them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's good. Good times for sure. But, you know, like, the amount of work that they've put in is, is, it's crazy. I just couldn't do it anymore, man. I, I, can't. I didn't even know they've been at it for that long, since, like, MySpace days. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we just have been going fucking, God, ages. And they're only original members as well. There's never, they've never, I don't think they've ever replaced anyone. Because wow, that's, they, like, unheard of. Yeah, once they leave, they just leave. Like, they haven't replaced their bassist. The bassist left, and they didn't replace their bassist. And Sam has only recently left. And, oh, 2006 they've been going since. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, like you say, you, you you don't get bands like that anymore because you know how how many bands you know get lose someone then get someone else in. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But you know, I see what they're saying because you you want you want to keep it going as such without starting all over again. But yeah, I understand that. There's so many bands out there now where like they've switched every member. Like there's no original members in it. Like how yeah, are you? How are you even considered the band? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Napalm Death, I think. Uh, they're obviously a UK band. I think they haven't got any original members left. And it's like... You know, Napalm oh. Death is Jim Carrey's favourite band? I, I heard that. Did he... Yeah, Napalm he Death do... and Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> oh, it would make sense why is it... Is it Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Yeah. Cannibal Corpse, yeah. yeah. Where they're on stage and he gets up and starts fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sick. Is there an interview somewhere with Jim Carrey? I'm sure he's doing an impression of Napalm Death. 
or something like I that. I think he is. I think it's on. Oh, it, I want to say Conan, but I'm probably wrong. It's one of those types of shows, though. One of those, you know, late night talk shows. Yeah, oh, he's he's a funny guy. He's a fucking funny okay. guy, man. From so, Canada, Canada. <laughs> Shout out, woo. So, like, there's, 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 obviously, moving forward with with Poltergeist OD as, as an artist as such, is there anyone you want to work with in particular, or are you just going to keep it just you moving forward? Uh, I mean, I never plan on features. People just come to me for features, really, because, like, when I do want to do, like, a horror movie song, I want full control over it. So, like, I don't know if I'll ever be doing features for those specifically. Mm. But people I want to work with, like, I already worked with G Moski. We did a song called Flip the Fuck Out with Obscene Division. That was, like, one of my dreams. Um, I want to work with Brother Lynch Hung. He's, like, the reason I got into horrorcore rap. He was, like, the first artist I got shown besides Eminem where I was like, holy shit, I like rap now. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Ala Zulalu is pretty cool. Uh, twisted. I've already I've already opened for for all those guys. Like uh, Tech Nine would be cool, but it's like I just don't have the money for it. <laughs> oh, what does it cost money? Oh hell yeah, man! To get a feature, some of those guys charge like ten thousand dollars or more. I'm not sure how much they charge, but uh, Gmo. When I did a song with him, it was like five hundred bucks, and that was like years ago. He's blown up pretty uh he's not like mainstream rapper now but like he's doing very very well in the underground now so he probably charges a lot more so that's what you what you would have to pay them to feature yeah. on, on one of their yeah, tracks well i or? mean like they're the bigger artist right so like technically yeah, yeah. when a song like when you do a feature with a bigger artist it's kind of you trying to climb the ladder and using them as a rung right even if yeah, you yeah. are a fan that's that's what you're doing so, yeah, the, they should get paid for their time. But uh, I just, you know, I'm not fucking rich, so. Damn. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I've never done any, never asked any band to feature on any of my music ever. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know how it all worked, man. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure, like, how it would work with, like, a band. Because, like, I really do want to do some, like, rap metal stuff. But mm. uh, I don't know how to approach a whole ass band and be like, hey, how much would you charge for an instrumental? Oh, God. Yeah, way too much, probably. Yeah, because so much more work goes into writing the drums and the guitar and the bass and everything, right? So yeah. I'm sure it would cost a pretty penny. So I've got a question. So one of the guys chucked out, uh, one, of the, one of the listeners, because I asked people if they've got any questions. So someone said, where do you think the future of the music industry lies? Which I think is a bit of a weird question, because it's like, you know, like with what you're doing is quite underground. I can't imagine you ever being mainstream with it. But it's interesting nonetheless. Um, I mean, eventually the whole goal is to just live off of music. So you want to, even if I'll never be mainstream, like I'll never be on the radio. They don't like my shit. But uh, <laughs> like the the main goal is to, you know, make enough where you can live off of it and keep doing it. Um, but in that struggle, I'll say uh, it's changing for the worse, man. Because like with TikTok now, basically all all you need to do as a musician is pick 10 to 15 seconds, which is catchy enough or funny enough or like, you know, intriguing enough. 
and yeah. just do shit out of that in a bunch of different ways. Get some influencers. Like people pay influencers to use their music in their videos and everything, right? Yeah. It's just it's it's all become ten to fifteen seconds. Like, do people even listen to full songs anymore? I know rap songs used to be three verses, and now you hardly hear a rap song with more than two verses. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just one thing I noticed in the in the past few years. Like, you hardly hear a third verse in a rap song now. Was well, that because the whole time, like, you know... I think it's just short attention spans. Yeah. Like, everything is so instant now because of the internet. Like, our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And now with TikTok, it's, like, the shortest it's ever been. So if I ever wanted to try to like go viral, like I'm, I'm, I don't understand TikTok a whole lot. I'm just starting to study it and get into it. But uh, if I do want to go viral, all I have to do is just pick 10 to 15 seconds, pay some famous people on TikTok to use that 10 to 15 seconds in their videos and then boom. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds easy. Yeah. I mean, like it really is. It's pretty fucking easy, especially on TikTok. Cause like, the way their algorithm works, you could just go viral without even having a fan base. Like, you could have one follower, your video takes off, and all of a sudden, wake up with a million. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so strange. Oh. I'm like, like like I said, like I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm trying to learn more about it, because it just sounds like you can make that app your bitch. Yeah, because, like, my, my wife loves it. She loves TikTok. She can sit on the TikTok swiping for forever. And I haven't, well, I haven't even, yeah, go. How many of those TikTokers do, she, like, does she know their names? That's the thing with TikTok now, because, like, it's just constant scrolling and you only see a few seconds of this and that. Try to remember somebody's name other than, oh, that one guy who did that funny TikTok video. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like yeah, it's very probably, hard to brand yourself that way. Because I've always thought about doing it for the show, like if I can get out there. But I always think like I don't know. I don't know how it would even work. You know, it, it, it seems like a tricky avenue to get down. Uh, you know, unless you're savvy with it. I just uh, I feel cringy even putting my phone in my face for a selfie. So like. <laughs> I don't know how these kids do all these dances and like lip syncing and like I, I just feel cringy. I can't do it. So I, I was thinking about doing TikToks of like uh, my process, like my writing process and like uh, like my recording, just like go live during a recording session, show everybody like what I kind of do. Uh, editing, like the video editing process would be, I think, interesting to a lot of people. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think boring, boring to most, but, you know, to anybody interested in, like, seeing how it all comes together, you know, I just yeah, got to sit down and actually make the content. I love seeing shit like that, man. I love seeing, like, when, when you get, like, uh, studio diaries and they're in the studio and they're doing the, re- the recording, their vocals and stuff. I, I love Especially all that. when they fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing I love seeing an artist I look up to fuck up in a studio because I'm like, oh, they are human. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or I think it's a really old video of um, oh fuck, what's his uh, Kirk Hammett from Metallica, who couldn't get a riff down. I think it was on, uh, I think it was on one of what's that fucking film? Some kind of monster. Some or kind something. of monster. Yeah, and it's some really simple guitar riff, and Kirk, Kirk can't get it for love nor money. He's sitting there and he's like, oh, it's, it's fucking with me, man. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I picked up my guitar and I was like, dude, I can play that. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just. 
Maybe he just wasn't in the zone that day or something. I don't know. Sometimes, man, like, uh, if I get, like, three beers into me, I can't rap most of my lyrics. I'm, like, slurring my lines and shit, so I got to stay sober when I perform. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, if I think two beers and I'm I'm still okay, but once that third beer is down, I'm like, oh, shit, I can't rap fast now. Yeah. It's it's weird with, like, um like performances because like before when I was in a band and there was four of us I used to drink and didn't give a fuck I used to drink and play live and it was all like yeah this is cool this is fun and then when I got more serious about the music and I was like and I was I was more tech and I was playing faster I was like I'm not drinking at all I need to fucking be super sharp for this. yeah because this shit is hard to do man and like you need to articulate yeah and and it, I think I think it was actually someone of one show. I think it was a show like we said, well, like we touched upon earlier, that you do a show and you fuck up loads of it and you're just beaten down and you're like, oh that was shit. And someone came up to me and was like, oh that was really good, man. I loved it. And I was like, nope, it was shit. I know for a fact yeah. I fucked the intro to that up. And they're like, oh no, I, I thought it was really good. No, it was shit. Why are you calling it good? It was. Cra- and I got arsy with them. Because I knew I fucked it up because I had too many. And that gives them a bad experience, which is something that I learned it from Trips and Doom Squad. Shout out to Doom Squad here in Edmonton, an excellent rap group. Check them out. But uh, Trips taught me, like, when people compliment you, don't put yourself down. Don't say, like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. Just tell them thank you because it's giving them a bad experience if you're down on yourself because then they're like, oh, he was kind of a dick. And they don't yeah. see that you're just beating up on yourself because you're an artist and every artist hates themselves. <laughs> but, yeah, man, like, uh, that that's that's one of the hardest things about being a performer, man. Like, just getting over the fact that some sometimes you're going to make mistakes and people don't even notice it. I think a lot of the time people don't notice it, dude, you know, and that's, that, that's the thing that... I, I don't know, because I used to beat myself up so much. Like, if I had a shit show and people were telling me I was good, I would be so pessimistic and going, they're lying. They're just saying yeah. that. They're just saying that. And it's so toxic to do that to yourself. And like you just said, to your fans as well, these people paid to come and watch you. They're telling you how good you are, and all they're getting back is this geezer going, yeah, well, I was shit. Why do you think that was good? That was That was shit. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I thought it was good. That makes it a bad experience for you and them. So, like, dude, when I fuck up, I just own it. I've stopped songs and being like, okay, apparently I can't rap that right now. I'm just going to go to the next song. (laughs) And people people vibe with that because they're like, oh, he's just up there having a good time, just like me down here having a good time. Like, I I fucking – I did a festival, Intersect Art and Music Festival in Alberta, and I handed the DJ a thumb drive with Mr. Bean episodes on it. Instead of my beats. So so half the show, I fucking acapella it. I was like, well, I fucked up the thumb drive. So, and I just like went for it. And like, you don't even need a fucking beat, man. Like if you own your mistakes and you're confident up there, people just vibe with you no matter what. Oh, dude, that sounds like a fucking, that sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) the, The DJ's name was Diametic. Another amazing DJ. Uh, he fucking, the look he gave me, he was like, dude, what is this? And I looked at it, and it said Mr. Bean, episode one. I was like, fuck! <laughs> and I was already up there on this. I was like, oh, whatever, man. We're just going to go with it. This is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. 
Shit. Uh, yeah, just the, fuck, up the, TV. the the fuck ups are good though, aren't they? You know, like there's some fuck ups you, you could laugh, you can laugh at, and it's like, oh well, that's not working. Like even after a big fuck up like that, man, fans came up to me after the show and they were like, "That was awesome. That was one of the best sets I've ever seen." And it's like, I fucked the whole thing up, but hey, thanks. We we uh one of the shows that, but the biggest fuck up we ever did was the fact that we lost our drummer and our bassist the day before a show and it was a big fucking it was a big fucking show it was about it was about two and a half three hundred miles away and that's that's a lot for us over here but that's a long way to travel and it was to play at a big underground death metal show it's the first show we ever got booked on and it was like right we're gonna fucking do this and unfortunately the night before our drummer got really pissed up at a gig and he started kicking off and we were like look fuck you you know and he said i don't want to fucking do this and he left and it was like, oh, shit, okay. So then it was three of us, me on guitar, vocals, and a bassist. And we was like, well, should we still do the show? What do you mean, should we do the show? Well, yeah, fuck it, let's go to Manchester and do the show. Bearing oh, in mind, yeah. and I was like, I have no idea how we're going to do this. And in my infinite wisdom, I rung up one of the guys in Manchester who booked us. And I said, look do you reckon your drummer could learn this song? It's only a 4-4 beat. It's really simple stuff. You know, it's blast beats and uh, stuff like that. Just just, just do something and we'll do some noise over it. Just to say that the band has turned up and played the show as an opener. Yeah, yeah, he can do that for you. Send the tracks over. So I sent him three of the simplest tracks over. And all the way to Manchester, I'm like a happy little bunny. Like, yeah, Cushley, we're going to go up and we're going to smash it. And I walked up to this guy, Carl, who I've never met in my fucking life. And he was standing there drinking a beer. And I walked up to him and I went, oh, all right, dude, it's uh, Adam. He said, oh, all right. I said, yeah. I said, wonder if you got the uh, tracks. And he went, what tracks? Ah, shit. Oh, no. I was like, uh, I was like, I sent you the tracks so we could, uh, like, so we could do the show, like, imp- improvised. He said, no, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll just blag it for you if you want. And I was like, oh, shit. He has no idea. No idea what we even sound like. So I told the rest of the guys. And the bassist said, nope, I ain't doing it. Not a fucking chance. And it was just me and the vocalist. So guitar and vocals and this drummer who was a fucking insane drummer. He was like um, Spencer from Artspire, literally just fucking blasting away. And it was just, yeah, and it, it, was, it was crazy. And me and Aaron went up for about 15 minutes just to these monstrous blast beats. Didn't actually end. It was just one song for 15 minutes. And I was just throwing any riffs out there. And everyone loved it. And from that point, I was like, do you know what? Fuck this. Let's just be guitar, vocals. And we had a drum machine go with us. So it was like the biggest fuck up ever because we had nothing, but actually turned into the best show because it put us on a springboard to move forward. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. sometimes you need mistakes, right? Like, uh, I actually... Uh that festival wasn't the first time I've had beat problems. Uh, a DJ a long time ago, I forget his name and I forget the venue, but actually, no, it was the Forge in Edmonton. It's uh, shut down now, but I did half the show. It was perfect. And then I think about the fourth song in, the beat just stopped. And Ooh. the dude was just, like, having problems with his deck or something like that. So I was like, oh, fuck. So I just started acapelling. And I think I did, like, another 10 minutes straight of just rapping into the mic with no beat. 
and people vibed with that. Like people came up to me and said that was one of the best performances ever. My lyrics are so sick. And I realized that acapella forces them to listen to your lyrics and they're not just there vibing with the beat or drinking and partying, jumping around. They're really listening. So I acapella at least four minutes every set I do ever, ever since that day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sweet, man. Just like as part of the show, like that mess up became part of my performance. Uh, it, it's a good point you make as well about people vibing with it because they're not distracted by, yeah. like, like you say, partying and the the bass and the, and the noise behind it. It's literally, just just the vocals, and that must yeah, feel good. You and a microphone. Yeah, man. So, so as, as I got a few, just a few other bits just to bring up. What is your, what would your suggestion be for like a newcomer if someone wanted to get into it? What what would you suggest they do? I ask everyone who's into music of this just to see what their views are, really. Don't put everything out right away. You're going to hate your first fucking 20 songs, trust me. <laughs> just 20. <laughs> just 20. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, man, like, I, I have some shit out there. Like, I have talked to fans and been like, do you really like this? Because I'm thinking about putting it down, and my fans talk me out of it. They're like, no, I still listen to it. Don't take it down. But, like, yeah, there's old shit where I'm like, man, I shouldn't have put that out. And, like, songs that I didn't put out that I'm glad I didn't, too, right? Like, perfect your craft. Make sure that – make sure you can show it to a stranger and they like it right away and not just your friends tell you it's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good point, man. People who love you, they'll support you and they'll lie to you. And, like, I I try to tell my friends, don't fucking lie to me. Just tell me if it's whack. Tell me. And they'll they'll never tell you, right? Because they'll just they'll just say it's dope, and I can't get an honest opinion, even if they do really like it. and They don't think it's whack. Like I gotta show it to strangers first. Yeah, that that's a really fucking important point. It's the same with exactly the same with podcasting. And when I do an episode, and I'm like, oh, I need to show it and see if people think it's any good. But fuck me, who the hell can you show it to? You know, because anyone I know is going to go, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's good, and you're like. Fuck, is it? Does it flow all yeah. right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, give me some suggestions, bro. I've, yeah. I've been thinking about doing a podcast, and, like, I've been thinking about, like, how to market it, and it's got to be way harder, because a podcast is at least an hour of your time. Yeah. Like, me as, like, a songwriter, I'm asking people for maybe two to four minutes of their time, so, like, it's a little bit easier to, like, get that from people. But when you're like, hey, check out my podcast episode, it's got to be fucking a struggle just to get a view, right, or uh, a listen. Yeah, man. Yeah, and to, to be honest, like, I, well, it actually comes into because this show, this show is going to go out on the ooh, where are we sick, which is a year since I started. And when I started, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. And well, actually, tell a lie, I ain't got a fucking clue now. I just I just carry on. But honestly, I, the best podcasts I've ever done are ones like this where we're just hanging out talking and there's no real. Like, there's nothing that we have to accomplish in the episode, really. Like, you have talking points, and we just mm. we just chat. Those are always my favorite ones to do. Absolutely, man. And they're the ones that I get – these are the ones that I get the best listens on, like the most interactions. People come back and say, oh, can you get – can you ask this? Can you do this? Can you bring up this? And to the point where I ha- I spoke to my guys in – they're in another podcast called Nerdy Omicron, and they're like gamers and geeks and stuff. Um, self self named. That's not me calling them, but they're they're all from Canada, and I went on with them for like 
two hours or so, like a couple of weeks ago, and we gelled so well that people were like, you need to do a fucking podcast with them. You need to do something with them. Like an so official now, podcast, eh? Yes. So, and yeah, this is official. Now saying it, there is a podcast between me and the guy who runs that podcast called Alex, and we're making our own podcast together where we're going to co-host Sick. it. Yeah. Is it out just, already, or you just no, 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 we, no. We we haven't even done the first episode yet, but we're going to be doing oh, it. Yeah, so yeah, man, and it's it's so weird because it's something that was very like I, I, it started off as one thing, like it was me and my pal chatting, and then it was like, oh no, I want to speak to interesting people, and then I end up almost interviewing people. It's like, I don't want to fucking interview people, man. I just want to chat shit with people. I want to have a laugh because that's that's what it's all about. Like you say, like like we're doing now, it's easier to do it like this than to be like, oh, so so what's this? What's that? What? Oh no, fuck that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like uh, I like chill podcasts. Yeah, that's what, well, there's too there's too much fucking like stress and rigidity everywhere else in life, you know, where it's like, oh, you you know, make sure you accomplish this, make sure you bring this up, and and like adverts, and make sure you bring your sponsors in. I oh, fuck that. You know, I just want to, I just want to chat the shit for an hour. I always, man, whenever I do like interview type podcasts where there's a shitload of questions, I always listen to the episode when it's out and go, oh man, I could have answered that so much better. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Does that ever happen to you where you're just like, you're listening to an old episode and you're like, man, I could have fucking did that so much better. Always. Yeah, man. Always. Like, because, uh, because I've got a lot of fans, like my fan base grew by 10, by t- like almost 10 times in the last four months. So I've got hundreds of listeners now every episode opposed to my 50, 60. You know, I'm getting like five, six, seven hundred a week. That's and awesome, like, man. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. And because of that, people are checking out the back catalogue and they're like, oh, I love it when you speak about this. Then I'll go back and listen to it and I'll go, how fucking high was I then? I can barely string and say, what am I even talking about? God, I sound like a fucking idiot. But then I'm like, that's part of the journey that they've been on. So, yeah, I, you know, I guess it comes down to the hypercritical of your own art form again. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I hate my own shit all the time, man. People tell me, like, people will listen to, like, an old song from my album, Keep It PG. I think it was done in, like, 2014 or 15 or something. It was a long time ago, and... I can't even listen to that shit now. Like, I can't hear it. It just makes me cringe. I'm like, oh, my God, all these bars are are garbage, you know? But people tell me all the time how, how much they love it, and I I don't get it, but I, I am appreciative, and it's just wow. a weird spot to be in when you hate something that somebody loves that you made. It's a weird feeling. It is, that's weird you say that, because uh, Keep It PG was, I was listening to it uh, this week, and I was like, "Oh shit, man! This is really, this is really cool. It, it's obviously very different from like from from where it was." Yeah. And I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, this is this is sweet." And there, and there were some parts I'm like, "Oh, I'm not really vibing to this, like in particular." But I think it's um, is it dope shit or by the uh, by the bar or dope shit? I'm sure, it's some two or three. One of them was like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking this is cool, it man." It must be dope. That was the one that uh, I think I put the most work into that one. Like we shot a video and everything out in LA for that. Oh, sweet. Really? That was like my hit back then. Uh, my single, I guess you could call it. But uh, that that was back when I was like still trying to be a rapper. 
Like now, mm. now when I write, now when I perform this and that, I'm not trying to be a rapper. I'm just trying to do my best at what I do because I've already built the brand. I've built the character. Like I know my goals now and I know my lane. So it's a little bit easier for me. Back then, I just tried to do a bunch of different shit and I was like trying different styles of rapping. Like I wanted to do party music, sad music, stuff like that. But I just landed on the style I'm at now and never looked back. Yeah, man, that's, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I was just literally one of the dope shit and I'm just reading some of the lyrics and it just makes me laugh, man. Like choke a hippie with his own dreads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's god! Force fire choke a hippie with his own dreads. <laughs> Collect Just the chip, grab a rapper it. by the neck. <laughs> yeah, oh, put man. a bullet in his hand and I'm kicking it in. <laughs> Which is like that doesn't make any sense unless he's wearing like a helmet. <laughs> it don't need to make sense, man. It's it's, it's yeah, fun. it's rap. <laughs> rap doesn't ever need to make sense. I think I've said that. One of my breakdown videos, I was talking about uh, in my Scream song in Ghostface, I say a line that was said to somebody else. I, oh. Fuck, I don't even remember what it was. But when I did the breakdown, I was like, ah, whatever, it's rap. It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> That's it, man. That was a bad yeah. explanation, but still. You can go back and check my breakdown videos. Yeah, go check the breakdown videos, everyone. There you go. Get yeah, some traffic. You want to know more traffic, about a song? Yeah, yeah. So, so what's what's next for Purple Guys Daily this year, 2022? What, what you got coming up? I am gonna drop as much music as possible, but I'm gonna take way more time on each single. Um, like I'm gonna. I'm going to put a lot more work and time into my shit from now on. Like, I, I think I've set a standard with some people now, and I don't want to disappoint. So, yeah, longer wait times between singles, but they will be coming. My next one is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I plan on dropping that as soon as possible. It's already done. The video's done. I just got to get it mixed and mastered. So as soon as I'm able to do that, that song will be out. Uh the Frighteners, you ever see that with Michael J. Fox? Uh, oh, he rings a bell. I'll put it, yeah. It's got Jeffrey Combs in it. Uh, anyway, I that one is just for me. Like, every now and then I'll do a movie that I know isn't going to get a lot of traffic, but it's like, mm. I love the movie, so I'm just going to do it anyway. That's how I felt about Mars Attacks, but Mars Attacks actually did pretty well. Mars Attacks is awesome. Yeah, like... Way yeah. more people like Mars Attacks than I thought when I put that song out. That that is that must be cool as well, though. Dude. You know, like doing something, you're thinking, "Oh, this ain't gonna really hit too hard," and then it's you know, people yeah, and then people this. are like, "This is fucking sick. This is your best one yet," and I'm like, "Oh, sweet." <laughs> oh, so all my other stuff shit, then, is it? When, <laughs> especially like when, because I'm doing shit for like horror nerds, like fucking people who are obsessed with horror, so. I got to get the references down. I got to get everything has to be right and legit. And there's got to be deep references as well as general ones where everybody can get. Mm -hmm. So like I haven't had a fan, like a hardcore horror fan tell me my bars were whack yet. So just waiting for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, well, hopefully that day doesn't come. I hope it don't come this year, man. It's got to be, got to be on the up now. 
Uh, that'll be 2023 when I'm burnt out. Yeah. Oh, Doug. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'll never be burnt out, dude. There's, there's so much horror movie content out there. I will never run out of shit to write about. And that's it. Hopefully the fire keeps burning in you and you just want to keep making, making music, man. Cause that's, that's, that's the thing. When you Seven lose the love. old studio going, I'll fucking stab you. <laughs> just an old man with a cane. I'll have to be in like a wheelchair with a mic strapped to me or something like that. Yeah, but that's going to be your own niche anyway by then, you know. You'll be the only one still going in your wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. You bloody kids, get I off my lawn. Probably won't be able to breathe as much. <laughs> oh, it'd just be slower. It'd just be slow rap. More like a talk rap. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do mumble rap, but it won't yeah. be on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mumble rap. Let's not go down that fucking rabbit hole. Oh, Jesus. Oh man! Well, what, what, what can I say, dude? I mean, uh, I can only thank you again for coming on and uh, chat, chatting, and without technical difficulties this time. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah! Thanks for having me on the show, man. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, fucking, oh shit! What was I going to say? Yeah, yeah, there was a technical difficulty actually this time because I had connection issues on my laptop, so. I did this episode on my phone. Yeah, well, it, to be fair, it sounds good so far, dude. So if it's if it sounds shit and everyone wants to have a whinge about it, I'll just send them to you, and then they can go and add you, listen to your fucking music, and then moan about it. Then you yeah. win, then Tell you win either. Them, uh, complain in my DMs, and I'll send them a picture of my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And, and I'm just kidding. Note. I won't do that. If you're into it, no, it's not happening. Oh, don't, 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 look, now you've set, now you've set a bar now. Now you've set the fucking bar. God, I'm gonna get so many weird messages. Oh, so many weird folk going, oh, can I have a picture of your bum hole, please? <laughs> good people, but weird. Yeah, well, any, well, like we said, any support is good support, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, well, guys, I'll, I'm gonna leave you in peace, dude, and I'm gonna go and, uh, I don't know, probably have a shit or something English like that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no. No, cheers for coming on, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Nice, man. Six years old, straight from Smith Grove to Laurie Strode, 15 years.